Welcome to the San Antonio Baptist Association. You're listening to a Sabbath Teams podcast. Hello, everyone. My name is Steve Payne. I am the Community Impact Coordinator for the San Antonio Baptist Association. Today we have Alex Fleming here. Alex is the pastor of Life Restore Church, but his main ministry is the homeless. And we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. But for, before we do that, let's have a word of prayer. Father, we just thank you for this day. We thank you for the love that you give us, Father. We pray for all our brothers and sisters all over the world, Father, that you'll bless them, you'll guide them, you'll protect them, Father, give them the strength that they need for the, what's going on in this world today, Father. And we just thank you in, in uh, what you have done and, and how you have been the God of love for us, your children, Father. And we thank you for that. Father, we pray for this podcast today, Father, that you'll be with us. Uh, guide us, Father. Help us to say the things we need to say to reach the people out there. Father, we just thank you again for your love. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. As I said, we have, today we have Alex Fleming, and uh, he's going to give us a little report here on what's going on. Uh, we're going to have a part one and a part two. Uh, the first one, and I think we've already got some questions that I'm going to ask you. I'm going to okay. ask the first question is basically, and I've got it right here, uh, is uh, how did you get started helping the poor or how, how did you get started helping the homeless? <clears throat> yeah. Um, and Alex, go ahead and re reintroduce yourself. Okay. Yeah, I'm Alex Fleming, the pastor of Life Restored Church. We're at 400 Arbor Place, a block and a half away from Haven for Hope. Um, and so... Uh, so how we got started was, um, well, first of all, thanks thanks to Saba as well, you know, getting us our start when we first planted the right. church and through the church planning uh, deal that we went through with you guys. Thank you so much. Always grateful. Never forget it. Appreciate you guys so much. Um, but uh, <clears throat> so I was doing the Sunday morning announcements uh, one Sunday, and I heard that a homeless guy froze to death. Oh, and um, I felt the Holy Spirit, while I'm reading the announcements, say, you're going to take in the homeless today. And I never did it, didn't know who to ask. I was a little bit scared, oh, but, yeah. um, and I told my congregation, I'm like, God just spoke to me and he told me to do something that I'm kind of scared to do. And they had this look of concern, like, oh shoot, <laughs> you know? And I was like, you know, I understand yeah. that look of concern, but I'm also understanding what Paul meant when he said, I'm a slave to Jesus Christ. I have no say in the matter. So I went outside, my congregation followed me and I did the take your shirt off challenge. And I went live on Facebook and I said, if you're a pastor and uh, you can't be in this cold weather with your shirt off for 60 seconds, imagine the homeless that have to that have to live in this. And so from there, that just really shifted the whole our whole um, uh, focus um, in ministry. And I felt the Holy Spirit speak again. OK, what would Jesus do if he owned your building? Uh, he wouldn't be satisfied with three Sunday morning services and a midweek service. So that birthed the vision of a 24 wow. seven church. We're not that yet, but we're, you know, little by little working towards that. Great. Great. That's uh, tell me a little about yourself. I know you were kind of born and raised on that side of town. The yeah. Seven, uh, seven, eight, seven, eight, two, two, zero, seven. seven. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Went to Lanier at the Foya, JT Brackenridge. Yeah. Um, as you know, very, especially in the 80s and 90s, extremely high violent area, mm, yeah. uh, poverty, dropout rate. I actually grew up going out, going out of my house. We live by the Buena Vista Bridge, oh, seeing yeah. homeless. Right. Um, um, you know, we call them, you know, tecatos, people that would shoot up heroin oh. underneath the bridge. So, 
um, yeah, that's where I'm from, man. So uh, uh, it's a uh, when when we were starting the church, everyone was saying, you know, you need to plant in 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 the suburbs. Other other um, church planning organizations, you need to plant in the suburbs here and there. And but I felt God saying, I want you to wow. go back to where I got you out of and show them what a life surrendered to Christ looks like. So uh, that's what we did. That's great. You know, that's that's something that I always and I know a lot of people are impressed with that that somebody comes back from where they were. Uh, it makes a difference in their community, in their neighborhood. And, and a lot of people appreciate that because they know you're from, from that area. Yeah. So they, they probably open up a little bit more to you than they would for, to me that I'm living on the north side of San Antonio and stuff. Yeah, a, a little bit. But you know what? Uh, I got to, because then that, like for me, the way I think, then that becomes like, and this is for people that are listening, pastors, people that are wanting to, to help the homeless. Uh, you can't let that stop you because I'll tell you what, it's not the fact that I'm from there only. I believe it does play a little part. It's the fact that the consistent caring earns respect. Amen. Respect is the law Amen. of the street. Yeah. And it doesn't matter what color, what economic status you come from. If you're there consistently, I just want to help you. Uh, with no ulterior motive, those people you will—they would give you their respect because you'll earn right. it, and now you've opened that door to change their life. Wow, that is that is great. Uh, we kind of change the subject a little bit. You know, people probably realize that we've pre-recorded this thing, uh, and it's uh, uh, what is this? February the eleventh. The eleventh. Uh, and we got in a couple of days. We are going to have one heck. Uh, yeah. of, a, of a cold front. Uh, matter of fact, it's cold already and hadn't yeah. even come in yet. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what you're preparing to do this weekend. This weekend, so we have our winter shelter. The, um, the, st the story I told you how we got started, it started with the winter shelter. So we will take in the homeless into our church. We move all the chairs out. Uh, we purchased um, relief beds. They're inflatable right. mats, so they're nice and comfortable for the people to come in. Sleeping bags. We give them a warm place to stay uh, sleep overnight. We give them dinner when they come in, breakfast when they leave. But it, it, it really there, there's a strat. It's just not let's just do this nice thing. We've done it. We've done about thirty winter shelters wow. now, uh, close to thirty. And um, you know we come in, we check them, luggage, uh, and um, that's it, man. And they appreciate it so much. And through that, I, can I just say this? Jack was one person that came to our winter shelter. Um, he came in, we're searching him. He has a bottle of pills with no prescription. Mm. I tell him, listen, man, you can't come in without a prescription for those pills. He's like, well, I'm not giving up my pills. And I said, well, you ain't coming in then. <laughs> yeah. And uh, over, my, he's looking over my shoulder. We're playing on the TV monitors by the altar. It's a Wonderful Life, the beautiful, my favorite Christmas oh, movie. Yeah. And he says, you know what? I really like that movie. And he gives me the pills. Later, towards the end of the movie, this guy is bawling and sobbing at the altar. I don't know if he was reminded of what his life was like before Satan got a hold of it. But I know this. Jack kept coming to Sunday morning church after that. He got saved. He got a job. And he's no longer homeless. And that's what these winter shelters that we're about to do. That's what it does for people's lives. Now, I know you've been feeding them 
almost every day of the week, even, yeah. even when it's not cold, even the summertime and stuff like that. How is that going for you? So pre-COVID, yes. So pre-COVID, uh, we we're doing 19,000 uh, meals a year, wow. uh, over 1,000 sleeping bags given away, 2,400 showers to the homeless uh, was provided, and we have about five homeless a year that we're getting off of the street. And that five may seem small, somebody like, oh, well, that, but yeah. it, it versus one every three years yeah. or what you know it, it adds up all. Yeah, yeah or none yeah. at all yeah. so yeah we were serving breakfast monday tuesday wednesday thursday wednesdays and thursdays with showers thursday with showers and breakfast friday was our day off saturday breakfast and then uh sunday was church services and the church services pre-covid we had about 50 homeless that were coming to sunday morning church we didn't serve any food, nothing. It was just the word, and they were coming just for the word. And those are the people that, hey, God starts getting off of the street, but it takes consistency, which leads right. to life transformation. Right, right. And, you know, you talk about five people saved and stuff, but you don't know the heart of when those people left there. They might have been saved someplace else, but you were the one that started that. You're the yes. one that, yes. that got it into their hearts that God loves them, but it takes sometimes for most of us to process that. Yeah. And all of a sudden they realize, you know what Alex said over there and what they're saying over here, God's speaking to me. Yeah. And I think that's a great thing because you don't, you don't give up, you know, you don't say, Oh, we're not seeing the, the, the numbers, but you know what? You're, you're seeing the hearts Yeah, and, and people are changing. And when, if you give them a shot, you have to give them a shot. Yeah. yeah. God wants to give everybody a shot, many yeah. shots, many shots. Yes. Cause I know that's an, important to do that. So I'm, 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 what you're doing is fantastic. I mean, it's, it's, you're in the trenches, you know, and you, you need other people. I mean, it, Briefly, let me ask you, uh, what other churches help you with this? And where is your funding coming from? So, man, uh, good Saba churches are helping. And so any more Saba churches that want to join that help train, uh, go to liferestorechurch.com. Give me a call. Uh, you can get my information through Saba. But Crossroads, oh, Grace amen. Point, yeah. uh, Chad's Church, Impact Church, uh, Chad Shapiro. Um, uh, man, we got, dude, there's so many. Oh. We have about 30 30 uh, churches and um, nonprofits and businesses, Las Chiladas, Thousand Oaks Cafe, um, man, uh, um, Inner Varsity Mission Group. Uh, I mean, there's so many. Right. If, I, if, if I'm not saying your name, I do apologize. But right. yeah, there's we have about 30 all together. And our right. funding comes from, man, it was so scary because you're talking about you're talking about half of your church is homeless mm, that's right yeah, 50 yeah. or families 50 yeah. are homeless like you're not going to get a lot of a lot of funds and so from like 20 dollar a week's uh, uh tithes to um you know 500 a week tithes that's not going to be um enough and so people see us uh what we do through facebook sure. we utilize that very well by god's grace and people just give wow. and online you just go to liferestorechurch.com hit the donate button and god supernaturally i heard this lady say this and this stuck with me when god tells you to do something he wants it done more than you wow so no matter as as passionate as i am about this i'm always reminded god wants this done more than i do yes and so that's the motivation to put the fire under me wow. and let's get this done that is great uh, fantastic uh, another question we have here is what's been the community impact on, on your church there and, and not just I know you do have 
other people there besides the homeless at your yes, church. Yeah, but what absolutely. kind of impact it had in the community? Um, you know, we started painting up all of the uh, spray paint that was there. When we first got there, there was a heroin house right across the street from us behind that building. And when we first got there, I'm telling you, when we were like getting everything set up to pass the C of O and all of that, dude, hundreds. I was like, where's everybody going? Just like a line train. They were all going. It was a trap house. It was a heroin house. And so by we would just pray against it. Amen. You know, yeah. Pastor Daryl and you guys, I mean, uh, uh, Dr. Dar uh, Dr. Horn, we did a prayer walking around our area like man that's great. three five years ago that, that house crumbled they tore it down <laughs> amen, amen uh now the homeless that are coming are to are to receive love and to get saved now so in that community yeah we paint stuff we cut grass we uh we close we help close <laughs> down that that heroin house right. um man what else i mean crime crime has definitely dropped in that area i don't know the actual numbers and percents but when people are rehumanized and they feel like humans they stop acting like animals and 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 that's the truth but it Amen. needs a lighthouse church to be there right. six even if it's an hour but six days they know that man the homeless look forward to that hour and a half or two hours of being there you see their guard go down you see joy have they don't have to have that front that face of uh, uh of aggression but okay we got about two minutes okay. left i mean this, this is the first one we'll have a part two on this but uh this is fantastic what you're doing i do want to talk real quick about what's going to happen this weekend now you said you had another church that you bring people into i know yours is not big enough to yeah so we so we've been training as well, we train uh, uh, people in ministries how to do a winter shelter. And so the Restoring Church is one. We fit 50 in there uh, last time be at six feet apart with COVID. Wow. Yeah. And so our church, we could fit 20 under CDC guidelines. Normally it's 40. Right. Um, so, yeah. So we have them. Uh, Jimmy Robles, his church always oh, does it. Jimmy. Yeah. Um, uh, and... Um, let me see. Church Under the Bridge, uh, we trained them how to do uh, the winter shelter. Right. And um, so that's part of our mission, too, is and to And they train have shelters. People. They have shelters for them? Yeah, yeah they, they, they opened their church. So like the Restoring Church, yeah. right off Fredericksburg. I showed them this is what we do. Train them, ran the whole deal, take all the chairs out. Put this, it's in the sanctuary. Okay. Movies playing on the big screen. It is so beautiful. You got to remember that is the atmosphere that Jesus Christ did his discipleship in. It wasn't right. in a classroom. Right. When you disciple it amongst the poor, that's Jesus' type of discipleship. He went to the poor. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fantastic to do something like that. I think that's that's something that that makes a difference. And of course, you, you kind of laugh at usually what thirty two degrees and below. Yeah. Is is a yeah thirty two degrees yeah. or below uh, between the hours of six p.m. and six a.m. for three or more hours consecutively. Yeah, and the wow. reason I need that standard yeah. is because lack of volunteers. But hopefully, yeah. you guys are going to jump on board who are hearing this. Yeah, and that that brings me to the last question: Is yeah, how many volunteers do you actually need in order to to do all you need to do. Yeah, so for a night altogether, uh, we're looking at 20 volunteers throughout the, the night. night yeah. yeah, I need 12 for the, the first intake part. That's the six to eight that I mentioned after that. And then, you know, you have the rest sporadically because they'll do shifts with the overnight. And then the morning crew, huh. you know, you need about a good five people for the morning crew to give the meals give the luggage, and wow. release them out. Well, uh, and, and, of course, I'm glad we're having a part two because we're ready to close off part one already. Okay, yeah. Time goes by too fast. And, yeah. and so uh, this is Steve Payne, and we're going to 
go ahead and sign off right now and look forward to part two of this. This is a great conversation, a great ministry uh, from Alex. Take care and God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Sabbath Teams podcast. We look forward to continuing our conversation next time in hopes of better connecting, encouraging, and supporting churches for kingdom impact.